Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. What do you think has us be inside those moments and and ultimately think that we don't deserve to be happy or or to say what's real, what's the truth. Because the truth, living truthfully, I mean, I've always had a, a, a foundation on it, but never so much as after the divorce. Yeah. Never so much as after the divorce. After the divorce, there was a new slice of integrity that was in my sandwich that'll be in every sandwich from here on out. Yeah, amen to that. I mean... I wouldn't wish the experience of divorce on anyone pretty much, you know, but I will definitely say it's the most life-changing thing I've ever experienced. Um, You say it's for the better or the worse? Oh yeah. For the better. Oh yeah. Like 100 and I wouldn't, you know, as awful as that time in life was, I mean, awful as that time in life was really, I would not change it for anything because I, you know, there's this, um, there's this quote that always comes to me and Marianne Williamson was the one that, that I heard say it and it might've come from the course in miracles or her, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, which is you can learn through joy or you can learn through pain. And guess what? We're set up a lot. I think as, as humans, at least in this iteration of humanity to learn through pain. I think it's, it's a great teacher. And I think we, we do, we learn, but I think for me, it's been, especially after going through that, you know, experience, it's kind of been, um, okay, well, can I, can I start to allow myself maybe to learn through joy? You know, would I, would I be willing to learn through joy? You know, and, um, you know, I think there's, I mean, when you ask why I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I can think of a bunch of reasons, um, that may or may not be true. I think it's very different for every person, but I kind of think that, I think that we're, I think we're really set up in this society in particular to view struggle, to kind of glorify struggle. I think that that idea of your worth coming from how hard you worked and how much you struggled, which is a very kind of industrial age, you know, mentality, I think is very prevalent in our society. Um, I think it's shifting, but I think that like, you know, kind of our generation and, you know, (laughs) uh, other than the like very younger generation now doesn't have that as much but I think that's huge. So I think that sometimes we think that if things are easy, they're not worth it. How many times have we heard things like that, you know, said or kind of unsaid? Um, You don't hear people going around being like, oh yeah, I made like millions of dollars. It was really easy. You know, oh yeah, I'm in this great relationship and it's like really easy. Like you don't hear people saying that. And even if you did, you might even have a judgment about it. Like, oh, who's that person? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I think that it's just kind of ingrained in our culture. Like, I think that there's a lot of things, you know, belief systems and things like that, that I believe we, we like need to change. 
And I'm committed to changing that for like the next generation, you know, cause I don't, I don't want people to have to think it has to be hard. And I really do think that is, uh, that's one, at least, I think that there's many more, but I think that that's one very big aspect of the reason that we have to make, that we make things so much harder than they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with this conversation with divorce, it's supposed to be heavy and significant. And at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. It's, you know, you're dealing with you, whether, whether you asked for the divorce or it was asked of you, you're dealing with you. You're going through what you're going through. And you really get an opportunity to explore and create or be the victim of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really that, it's really that simple and you have a choice in it. Um, I'm kind of left with wanting to ask you, after this was all said and done, right? Like it was complete and you had a chance to, to um, let the sobriety sit right? And really, really understand this new you. What were some of the tools that, that you appreciated the most during that process? And they could be, you know, I don't know if you journaled or I don't know if you went out for a walk or you just, you know, sipped coffee slower than usual. You know, what was it? What were some of the tools that you used? Yeah, well, um, I definitely, um, you know, for me, again, my journey was in through sobriety and it was not just sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous, it was also sobriety in a program called Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, which was a program dealing with relationships. Because I, you know, once I wasn't drinking and it was like, I couldn't blame my problems on alcohol anymore. Oh, I was blackout drunk. So, oh, I was, you know, that was one way for me to avoid responsibility was just to be drunk. Oh, I couldn't remember and I didn't have my inhibitions or whatever, right? Yeah. Guess what? Once that was off the table, it's not like things changed. I still knew that there was still something going on. So, you know, um, the the my my kind of entrance into that program was I think the real recognition of there's something else going on here. And I think that there's a lot of mis, um, misunderstandings about what the 12 step, what 12 step is about. And I think that there's also a lot of stigma and it was very hard for me to walk into a program called sex and love addicts anonymous. That was like, probably we talk about courage that took courage. And I can, I can, I can own that like 120%. Like that was the hardest thing that I did because that was admitting like, like, you know, and it's felt at the moment, like admitting total defeat. Like I'm just really messed up if I got to be in this program, you know, but what I found in that program was, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable because it, that was where I like truly got that this didn't have anything to do with anyone else. This didn't have anything to do with any substances. This had to do with why I drank. This had to do with why I, you know, couldn't say no to anyone who expressed any sort of interest in me. This is why I had to hang on to multiple kind of potential, you know, intrigue things just in case something didn't work out, you know, with the person that was with. This is why, you know, and, and a lot, and all of that really came into um, this process of truly, truly accepting myself. 
like truly accepting myself. And that was where the biggest kind of spiritual, what I would call like kind of spiritual, like awakenings or openings happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, during that time, when I really committed to taking not just like relationships with, you know, men or dating or any of that off the table, which I did, I took all of that off the table for, for a while. Um, which in and of itself was really helpful because I'd never had a period of life where I wasn't dating, you know, or like at least whatever, like hooking up or something. Do you know what I mean? I never had a period of life where I wasn't either in a relationship or like very actively, you know, dating or pursuing people. So that period was for me, it was like sacred because this was the time where it was like, this is only about me. And, um, and I know that not everybody that may not be a thing, you know, some people don't need time afterwards, but that was vital for me to be completely alone and to know that I'd committed myself to that because it was like, it took all of that off the table for me so that I knew that my focus was me. And I, I couldn't use is he looking at me or is he going to ask for my number or are we going to go home together tonight or just whatever? You know, I, I couldn't use any of that anymore as a way to escape from, well, what do I think of me? You know, what do I think of me today? Am I living the way that I want to live? Do I look the way that I want to look today? Am I dressing the way that I want to dress today? Do you know, not doing things for other people, not, you know, any, you know, living my life for the approval of others. What was the um, reward though when you did that? What was what? What was your reward when you did that? Oh my gosh, like uh, such a deep sense of peace. I mean, such a deep sense of like just peace, like peace of mind and um, like serenity. And um, I can't even tell you how like creative I was during that period of time. Like I like started like writing songs. I started like creating art. Like I, I just like all these things started happening in my life and, you know, it was like, it was like, I was connected to myself for the first time ever. And I was connected to like, you know, the universe and to, to what I would call God, you know? Um, and it was just, it was just so beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. I mean, I look back at that period of my life, honestly, like that period of the, the like recovery from it. I let go of relationships that were like uh, uh, female relationships, like friendships that were devastating me from a self-esteem perspective. I let go of so many things that just like were not serving me. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where people say that like, Oh, let go of what's not serving you. But it's like, yeah, but how, you know, well, like for me, it was, you know, when you talk about specific things, it was, it was self-care. It was, as simple as praying every single day, meditating every single day, even if it was literally for 30 seconds, <laughs> doing some sort of spiritual reading every day. I read books like Conversations with God. I read books like, um, what were some, a lot of Marianne Williamson. I got like really into um, her and like The Course of Miracles. Um, I started going to different, like, you know, went to the Course in Miracles talks that she did. They happened to be, I don't believe in accidents, like around the corner from where I lived at the time, you know? Um, 
so, you know, it was, it was that, but I mean, even simple things, things you wouldn't even expect. It was like making my bed, you know, like, you know, obvious, you know, sometimes we think of self-care as these like really obvious things like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage or have a spa day, or I'm going to do this or whatever. But you know what it was for me? It was like taking on my financial integrity. It was about like getting out of debt and like paying that off. For me, it was about, it, it ended up being, I went and I got a full-time job again, do you know? And I was in the middle of building a, you know, a business and I have, you know, a, a you know, a, a tutoring company that actually started like right around the time of my divorce that I'm still, you know, building. And that's my main source of income now. But at that time it was still newer and I really wasn't making enough money to sustain me. And I, but, you know, it was kind of like, well, it's okay. And I can, you know, pay with credit cards and do that. But no, guess what? Truth telling, like you start to have to take care of yourself. And some of that is I had to get out of debt. You know what I mean? Like, so there were all kinds of ways in which that happened, but definitely like the, it's kind of like when you start taking care of yourself through specific real actions, like, again, for me, it was, you know, praying every day and, and meditating every day, doing some sort of spiritual reading every day. I definitely started journaling and doing things like that too. Um, but it wasn't even the things it was the message I was telling myself when I started doing those things. It was like, I'm important enough to make a commitment to myself and keep that every day. And guess what? I was really good at keeping commitments to everybody else, but I was the person that I was not good at keeping commitments to. And those kinds of actions and those kinds, that level of like committing to yourself, I mean, it changed me. It just changed me, you know, like months and months of every day I did this thing for myself. Every day I did this thing for myself. You can't escape from that. You're important to yourself. And um, they say this thing in the 12 step world that sometimes you have to act your way into right thinking. Mm. So sometimes it's not about, oh, like I think great things about myself. So now I'm going to do great things. No, sometimes you've got to do those things. And it's not even like, I don't really believe in this idea of like fake it till you make it. But it's, but it's like deep down inside myself, I knew somewhere that there was good in me. I just couldn't really see it at the time. Do you know what I mean? But I knew. And it's kind of like I had to believe in myself enough to know I'm going to do this for that kernel of good that's in me somewhere and then that kernel of good in you like expands you know and um my view of that kernel of good in me expanded because it was always there yeah I just couldn't see it because I'd been telling myself something different for so long and I'd been taking actions that were in alignment with not that part of me that I wanted to be. I'd been taking a lot of actions that told me I'm not worth it and I'm not good enough. And I'd been reinforcing that story for myself for so long by all the things that I did that, that I did hate myself. Do you know what I mean on that level? Because I was telling myself that I hated myself. So guess what? I start telling a different story by your actions. You start telling yourself, you start reinforcing a different view of yourself. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.